Hello, and welcome back to Not Allowed the Podcast. This is like the fifth time I've tried to record this intro because of all the noise that is around me. There was an ambulance freaking out. There was elevator noises that I'm very sure you will hear during the course of this episode. Um, just a little ding ding in the background because why also just why would you add noise to an elevator? Like why would that be necessary? Who invented that the little noise whenever you like open and close a door like I can see okay maybe if I'm blind I need to know but I mean what are the chances that there's a blind person living in my building one in like a gazillion man I feel bad now because I thought about blind people not having access but you know what I mean I know not everyone records audio and has content that they're making but I just think it's it's so useless it's so pointless but anyway welcome today's episode is exciting because this this is something I feel like we need to talk about. It's about virginity and peer pressure around losing your virginity and just having sex in general and the peer pressure around sex, which starts off at a very young age. I, for me personally, I didn't experience shame around my virginity till I was in college. Uh, and that's again, because I'm Indian and I think the Indian in me was so proud when I was younger that I had never done anything blasphemous or scandalous. I'd never touched a boy. I never, you know, did anything sexual. And I was proud of it. And I want to talk about that a little later on the episode um, and break that down a little bit. But yes, I was super proud of being a virgin. And then I entered college and I went to college in America. And that was hard because up until that point I had never really felt shame around my virgin status in anything but in America things work differently but yeah I remember experiencing a lot of shame when I got to college um, for not having done anything and people used to look at me with this sort of oh you're so adorable you're so innocent you're so pure and that was very confusing for me because up until that point till I was 18 19 I was pretty proud of not having done anything and now all of a sudden I felt this pressure and wanted to just lose my virginity and get it over with and I eventually did and we're going to talk about all of that but before I kind of you know talk about my experience I want to talk about how we approach virginity in the Indian culture The moment any Indian girl learns about sex, she does not learn, she doesn't learn about the fact that it is a pleasurable activity. Yes, of course we learn about the fact that, that you need to do that to have children and you ideally, by Indian misogynistic standards, which we shroud under the culture or tradition, that we are supposed to lose our virginity after marriage. That's, yeah, we learn all of that, but the most important thing we learn when we learn about sex is that there's a thin muscle that's inside our pussy that we that all of a sudden has become everyone's business and that's the hymen and everyone knows what i'm talking about hymen get out of my hymen okay sorry i just had to like squeeze a pun in there but that's what suddenly this muscle this it's not a muscle this suddenly this tissue this thinly veiled misogynistic 
pussy rap becomes everyone else's business. We have to protect this little saran wrap sex protector for the rest of our lives till we are married and our husband, the ultimate pussy penetrator, can claim that I have pierced her and she is now mine. And the proof in that is blood on the sheets. Can, can we take a step back and see how vile and murderous this entire process is? So up until then, I have a saran wrap pussy that I'm supposed to preserve. And then my husband, who I have to marry, then penetrates my saran wrap pussy and there's blood on the sheets and everyone celebrates this. Does that not, is that not like an episode of a murder crime podcast? The murder weapon being your dick and the murdered pussy. Oh, is that why they say, oh my God, wait a second. I just had a revelation. Is that why they say I murdered her pussy? Because I never liked that phrase. It was never sexual to me. Ew, ew it's just it's disgusting because we already bleed okay i'm getting i'm digressing but the point is that whole misogynistic act of losing your virginity is scary to any woman because now instead of thinking about the love she has for her husband and marrying someone that she loves she's thinking about oh my god i have to have blood on the sheets that's like the first, like, let's say you're a girl that wants to save herself before marriage, which I also don't like the fact that we say save herself. Like you want to have sex after marriage. And that's what's the expectation from you is that, hey, you have to bleed on the sheets and this guy and his entire family and yours will celebrate that you bled. It's so vile, but... Anyway, that's that's what we learned. That's the first thing that we learn about sex. We need to protect this pussy wrap at all costs. We might think that this is sort of an archaic argument and this still happens only in the rural sections of India and the and I hate to use these phrases, but I'm using it for reference. By no means do I think these people are backward and uneducated, but I have seen people use this interchangeably with people of the lower economic background. I mean, I I do think it is lack of education, but what I'm saying is people think that the whole virginity thing exists in lesser modern sections of society. I don't think that's true at all. I think it exists even in, it goes, there's no economic background that dictates the misogynistic uh, ownership that men think they have on women's virginity even if it's not practiced or it's not a big deal in maybe more educated quote-unquote or more upper you know economic backgrounds I don't think that's true oh there you go there's the elevator I bet you heard it anyway I don't think that's true um because even if it's even if let's say uh it doesn't matter that you have sex before marriage in your family the fear is definitely there. The fear of being damaged or impure and the fear that you're going to fail this virginity test because the cultural expectation, it's very antiquated, but it's very much there that girls have to remain pure before marriage. Even if you don't have to pass the actual virginity test, there's definitely an expectation and there's assuredly a fear of losing your virginity or protecting your pussy wrap at all costs. 
apart from the more, you know, marital side of virginity, in once you start developing sexually and in school, I think the virgin shaming exists for both men and women. I don't think boys are exempt from from being shamed. Now, maybe not to the same degree, but I, I don't think that's a strong argument anymore because I just feel like no one should have any right over anyone else's body. So whether that be anyone who identifies as male, female, or non-binary, no one has the right to say anything. So I don't want to be like, well, guys, you know, the yes, they're shame, but not to the same degree. It doesn't fucking matter because I think nobody should. It's definitely not to the same degree and it's not, it's still misogynistic to shame women, but I just want to, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. At this point, nobody should be shamed. In, the, in 2021, no one should have a say on anyone else's body. And the point is, no matter how much we think we've come forward for not expecting like women to bleed when they have sex or to not equate hymen with being a virgin, because we all know the sciences of you can lose your hymen in different ways. And, you know, some people aren't even born with it. So as much as we think that maybe we've come forward, I feel like the peer pressure around virginity still exists. I think it starts around, I don't know, 14, 15, maybe. 13 is sure, maybe. It's weird to think of a 13-year-old being pressured to have sex, but I don't, I feel like it's definitely a possibility. And it happens all the way to 23. Honestly, I would say up until whenever you've had sex and told everybody. So it becomes everyone's business the moment you're sexually mature to answer to people's question of whether you've had sex or not. It goes without saying, and if I haven't said it before, I want to say it loud and clear. There is absolutely no shame being a virgin. I I strongly think we should stop even identifying with this word or having this word be associated with young girls and women in general and men because I, I feel leave it to the olive oils leave it to the extra virgin olive oils I don't want to be I don't want to I don't think it matters if you want to identify as a virgin are you technically a virgin none of that I think we can do without identifying with this term because it's quite literally no one's business when you have sex if you have sex if you've had sex whether you want to have sex it's no one's business and not to mention the heteronormative concept of losing virginity which is it completely excludes lesbian gay bisexual and pansexual couples that may never have penis in vagina sex so i just feel like it's something that we can do without it's funny that you know people have the strong need and i definitely faced this in college where people felt the need to answer to their virgin status so they had to have like a whole script prepared for their virgin status and they would try to satisfy like both sides so what i mean is there would be loopholes around your virginity so for example you would want to remain a virgin but you would also have very human natural sexual desires but in order to keep your virginity intact the loopholes which are really fucking stupid to me now that i think about it is oral sex or hand jobs or over the clothes stuff and my favorite one anal <laughs> i would have girlfriends of mine that would do none of would do all of these things but not you know penis and vagina and then say oh i'm i'm a virgin still i remain a virgin and you know i have news for you you're not <laughs> i don't think you should care if we remove like the physical proof or whatever of virginity and we talk about you know virginity being associated with purity or being you know saved 
till marriage. It's sort of weird to have caveats to it. Well, I like suck dick, but he didn't penetrate me. So I'm pure in the eyes of, I don't know, Jesus or the world or my culture, or I'm going to, you know, have a murder scene in my bedroom and my husband, AKA the pussy penetrator is going to be happy. Like that's weird. Isn't that strange? Because it, all of these loopholes is basically saying, I want to explore my sexuality, which is very, very normal in college and even younger. But, you know, instead of educating women about sex, it's, hey, you're not allowed to do any of this. And which human being if you tell somebody not, you can't do this, that's going to pique their curiosity to such an extent where now it's a taboo and it enters a very dangerous territory. We're going to break this down later. But what I mean is, it's so strange to say, I've done everything else sexual, but my hymen's intact or a penis has never gone into my vagina. Hence, I'm pure. That's really weird. I just want to clarify. I'm not judging anybody here. You do what you want to do. But I think it's so okay to safely explore your sexuality and not keep in the back of your mind thinking about how I haven't, how I've at least not had a penis inside me. And believe me, this has been me too. This was 100% me. I have also justified my need to explore sexually with another person. But also kept my virginity intact so much so that one of the guys still messaged me like a month ago asking me if I was still a virgin. It's fucked up because we did mess around and I was like, I'm a virgin and I don't want to have sex. So the thing is, I've done it. We've been there. And I think it's so fucking stupid because it doesn't matter. It should not matter. How is it that I'm pure if I let him, you know, do me in the butt? I don't think purity needs to come into the equation with sex at all. I don't think that needs to happen. I think whatever you do is fine to whatever degree you feel comfortable. Being a normal human with normal sexual desire to whatever degree you're comfortable with or whatever degree you even are interested is not something to be ashamed about. And whether you choose to do anal and keep it at that, whether you want to go the full way, whether you want to just fucking hold hands, that's nobody's business. That is yours and your partner's business alone. And I don't think purity, virginity, any of that needs to come in. And you're not answerable. Most importantly, you're not answerable to anyone except yourself. It's really frustrating because there was so much of an excitement around this in early teenage and, and college years where I was surrounded by, every one of us I think has had this experience, where we're surrounded by people who cannot stop talking about the fact that they're having sex. And it's weird, you have your closest friends having these experiences and you have people around you having these experiences and then they're talking about it like a party that you're not invited to and I don't even know if you want to go but you're kind of curious about what it is and you kind of feel embarrassed that you're not invited and I I just want to talk about that a little bit um, because I have had that experience where you know people glorify sex especially at a younger age and if you are at this age and you're surrounded by people, I, this is more to you because the thing is, sure, it's exciting at 15 and, and then you keep getting older and then more and more people that talk about their sex life and feel the need to like brandish it and, and kind of show off, the less cooler it gets. By the time you hit 30, which is 15 years from being 15, it's not cool anymore. It's kind of fucking sad. 
So I kind of want to talk about the peer pressure around having sex. Basically, if you're anywhere from 15 to honestly 25 and you have friends around you that are showing off about having sex or, or kind of, you know, judging you or telling you how much their life has changed and how mind blowing it is to have sex. I kind of want to let you in on a little secret as someone who's been there and also caved into peer pressure. They're liars. <laughs> they are so lying especially if you're a girl biologically sex is not the most mind-blowing experience i've enjoyed eating food more than i've enjoyed sex what i'm trying to say is i'm not denying the possibility of people around you having good sex and i'm i can understand the thrill and excitement of that experience for the first time and the first couple months you're having it and if it's with a boyfriend or a partner or someone really hot i get it i, I mean i've fucking been there but it's and this is a big butt, <laughs> not anal butt. It's a big butt. Well, you can have anal with big butt anyway. Um, it's overrated. It's overrated. I know it might not seem valid when some stranger on the internet is telling you that it's overrated. I get it because the glossiness of it, the appeal of it, it is still very much, very much there and it still exists today and we can go down that rabbit hole of how capitalistic society benefits off of selling sex and we can pull at that thread so i know that me telling you that hey it's overrated and they're just lying to you and they're having bad sex may not still feel validating enough to where you're at but the glossiness of it is very problematic and i think it's problematic for both men and women the idea of sex that we're sold is so completely different from experiencing it and it's dangerous because early on, when you're not actually having sex, your first introduction to sex, especially in the generation that has grown up with the internet, is porn. And now we know that porn has sort of desensitized a lot of things for us, like desensitized. There's rape porn. There's sexual assault in so many like varying disgusting degrees that's, that's sold to us as enjoyable sex. The peer pressure is very real. The urgency to even have sex is very real. I have experienced it and I have caved to it. And the feeling that you're the weird one to not want to do it is also real. I want to talk about how devastating the disproportionate value we add to virginity can be with a personal story of mine. Um, and it's I'm not going to get into, you know, too much of nasty detail. It definitely had an effect on me. I think looking back now, I think I would have experienced everything very differently if we didn't have, you know, sold this idea of sex differently. I think my story is not that exciting, but it's definitely uh, a lesson that I learned. I feel like if I can share my experience with you and maybe you're at that space in your age, whatever, that this might help you, um, you know, why not? And it's not something I'm ashamed of. And it's not really, it's not, it wasn't the most traumatic, devastating thing in my life, but um, it was, uh, you know, I think everybody goes through this. So anyway, um, basically what happened was I was in college and I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 years old. Um, and I was, you know, up until that point, a virgin and I was straight edged and didn't do anything with anyone except like kiss a guy on my 20th birthday, which was really sad. So anyway, <laughs> my first kiss was like the saddest story ever. 
Um, the first time I had sex though was great, so that's good. But anyway, the point is this: this person did I did not lose my virginity to. Um, just FYI, there was this guy who lived down the hall in my dorm. Um, we will name him Shitface, and Shitface and I kind of hit it off immediately when we met actually it's funny Shitface was trying to impress my now best friend well she was we were like friends at the time we weren't best friends but now she's my like best friend ever but and she had a boyfriend but Shitface was like serenading her and I had come over to her dorm and um met Shitface and immediately hit it off because our humor just clicked and this was the first time I, I think I'd ever really had that with a guy I don't, I don't think i'd met anyone that my humor clicked in with looking back now though i think it was just i i i don't know what it was but sure i i was like oh my god there's so much of chemistry he's a virgo i'm a taurus this is perfect Shitface and i hit it off and uh one thing led to another and Shitface actually the thing is Shitface and my it sounds really weird and i love calling him Shitface, but Shitface and my first kiss was like out of a movie it was like this whole episode movie thing and another side note problematic behavior to be fantasizing about romance movies because that's not real as they tell me i still feel like it's real i still believe into all of that magic but anyway point is um so Shitface and i he like kissed me it was very magical and one thing led to another and Shitface and I were starting to get hot and heavy and bothered while I was bothered but all this time I was super guilty of doing anything mostly because Shitface was also a manipulative piece of shit (laughs) that's Shitface um but I I thought I was in love with him, which is so cringe now, but back then, I mean, I kind of forgive myself for it because I was 20 and really, really, you know, thought that I I kind of bought into the whole love story idea that you find someone and you marry them and you live happily ever after, after he penetrates your pussy and murders you and your first night together. But that's kind of what I bought into. And I don't know if I fully don't buy into that anymore. I think parts of me still do. So the point is that was happening and we were getting physical and something very traumatic about that was the amount of guilt that I was starting to collect and building up on. Shitface was an emotionally manipulative person and that was an abusive relationship. I don't want to go down that road. What I want to focus on is how I was feeling super guilty. We were doing everything but... Actually, we weren't doing but. We were doing everything very, you know, PG. That was it. And it wasn't, you know, crazy sexual, but it was my first sexual experience. And I was super guilty because, again, I'm Indian, come from an Indian family that, same thing, put the value of my worth on my vagina and how pure I was. And my mother, who had also been sold this idea of purity, um, was afraid that I would be rejected by a future husband because of my whatever, or if I was. She didn't know what was happening, but basically I was sold on the fear that if I was no longer a virgin, a husband tomorrow can easily reject me. Actually, he wouldn't even get to the husband point, but if this guy found out, he would reject me, was what I was told. And I was guilty because I didn't want to bring embarrassment to my family. I didn't want to bring dishonor to my family or my cow. 
and I didn't want to be the shame that people would say women who uh, are sexual have. I don't. I didn't want that. And um, it led to a point where I got so guilty. I was drinking a lot, and I look back, and I wasn't an alcoholic, but it was definitely going in that direction. And I was smoking weed, and I don't think you know weed's not like a big thing but to me it was and I was doing everything destructive and I am someone who does that especially when I don't handle my depression or anxiety well I get self-destructive and I can go down a very dark path it led up to me taking a semester off and really telling my mom everything coming clean and I felt the need to come clean about all of this and I said hey I feel so embarrassed and so ashamed because all of this is what I've done. And now I will no longer be loved or accepted by my family, which is not true. Um, Surprisingly, my parents came around and said that it was normal, which I'm like, okay, I'm sold contradicting stories here. In the beginning, I think they were trying to protect me by making me afraid of sex. And then when I did have it, they were welcoming. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I was sort of forced to make my decision about what I felt was okay for my body. But I think though, I wish I would have come to that conclusion without all of the guilt and the panic attacks that I started having. And I had panic attacks for like six months straight. There was many things to do with that. The thing is, I think I could have come to that point where I decided to empower myself and be okay with what I wanted to do with my body. I think we could have avoided that entire arduous, guilt-ridden journey to get there. And I just feel like if I can save someone that now, in the future, that whole guilt trip, I would love to do that. My whole idea of sharing that story is so that, you know, I hope I can give you that perspective that you should never feel guilty of whatever you decide to do. And you should never feel embarrassed about owning your sexuality and doing whatever you need to do with your body and don't feel the need. I know, obviously, again, it's idealistic to say and it's an egalitarian society that I want, but I'm telling you now, nobody fucking cares. An important detail, apart from the guilt in this story, is the pride that I felt for being a virgin and being this perfect straight edge person it it ties into my perfectionism but we don't have to therapize me right now what I mean is I was so proud and that was so problematic and I was so proud of being and living according to society standards that it was problematic because the only one who ever suffered with whatever happened was me because nobody cares yet they want to tell me that they do tomorrow if i was to marry someone now i know that if tomorrow i was to marry someone who would put all of this importance on this shit we wouldn't even have got to the point of marriage anyway that would have been one conversation done never talking to this person ever again so i didn't have that foresight but now in hindsight i know that it doesn't matter and it didn't even fucking matter to guys if he's a good guy it doesn't fucking matter. It only matters to terrible, tragic assholes who think they have ownership on women and their purity and their bodies. It's fucked up, but it exists. And you want to avoid those men at all costs. I shouldn't have been proud of it, being a virgin. I shouldn't have been proud of being like, I'm a virgin. And then ultimately, when I did lose it, after that ordeal with shit face, I 
actually then did lose it to someone and i don't want to say lose it but i'm saying that very colloquially um i had sex with (laughs) someone that i actually cared about and um i'm glad that i was lucky enough to have that experience but the thing is not everyone does have that experience your first time having sex is confusing it's very gross and it's in somewhat pleasurable but not really it only gets pleasurable later on in life when you start knowing what you know makes you tick but again another episode for another time i just feel like the the shame around being a sexually liberated woman is problematic and it still exists today i mean it existed there was there was a girl in my when i was in 11th grade 11th and 12th So in Mumbai, how it works is you do 10th grade and then you do 11th and 12th in another school. And I still feel so shitty thinking about this even today. So there was a group of us, there was four girls and she was one of us, but she was, she on, she was like the class smarty pants. And this girl was looking back now, very liberated. She, I think grew up in America. I'm not sure, but she was herself very sexually liberated and i had another friend who was toxic as fuck okay one is eco-friendly one is toxic bitch okay so eco-friendly was sexually liberated and she was someone who was very open about her sexuality and toxic bitch was from a conservative family trump supporting all of that good stuff well it meaning she's her family is a trump supporter now but back in the day there was no trump so what i'm saying is that was her family so anyway eco-friendly was telling us about how on valentine's day she bought a pair of silk boxers for her boyfriend who we didn't know who it was at the time we kind of speculated and she put three kissy like three kiss marks in the crotch area with fabric paint which i mean like kind of a cool valentine's day present very thoughtful and creative so eco-friendly did that and she told us she told us this girl group this clique that we were a part of we were a class of like i don't know fucking 15 of us so it didn't really everything everyone was friends i think well for the most part she told us that she gave her boyfriend a blowjob mind you we're like 15 16 at this time and the concept of a blowjob is just like radical it's blasphemous it's a lot of things at that age especially in india especially for toxic bitch who came from a culturally conservative background which again i don't think is an excuse but just for this story's sake and i remember toxic bitch telling me and so i don't know if if you're not hindi speaking chuta is basically like if i have food with the spoon and you use the same spoon you're using my chuta spoon which is like it's got saliva in it basically and it's really stupid because like even my dad had this where he would like not have drink water from the same cup that i would drink water with because of juda which i'm just like okay whatever i'm literally your sperm but okay and um so she told us toxic bitch told us well i'm never having her juda ever again which is you know if we had like snacks or if we ate together which would happen often because we would have lunch together she would not do that and like this toxic bitch would like cackle about it and i sadly also agreed with toxic bitch at the time because to me what i was sold was that being pure and not doing all of this other sexual stuff is a good person is a good girl and i feel like 
sadly, I toxic bitch was also sold that. And we had like completely ruined the friendship with eco-friendly and we distanced her and we judged her. And I look back now and I feel so bad that we did that or that I was a part of it at all. But I realized I didn't know any better. And, And unfortunately, a lot of girls today still don't know any better. And I wish we could just change that. I, th- I feel like we did eco-friendly a disservice as women. And I still remember this story. I still feel bad thinking about it now. I still feel responsible. There's nothing I can do to change what happened and who I surrounded myself with and who I chose to be friends with instead of, you know, standing up for eco-friendly. But yeah, I, 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 once I had that experience and I myself experienced the shame around it, I can't imagine what was going through her mind being isolated by a group of girls at like 15. It's, it's cruel. It is really, really cruel that we judged so harshly. So eco-friendly, if you're listening, she's killing it now. I think she's like dating a French guy and she's like an investment banker, which I think is very smart people. She was, she is a very smart person and toxic bitches somewhere in California doing I don't know what. So I guess it evens out. Man, there is no winning for women when it comes to this. You want to have sex, you're desperate. You don't want to have sex, something's wrong with you. I just feel like show your boobs, you're a whore, cover up, you're unattractive. There's no winning. So either you are sexually liberated and shamed or you're a virgin and you're shamed so it feels like if both ways i'm shamed then why the fuck does it matter what other people think it's simple for me to kind of end this episode and say don't shame virgins and don't shame people who are sexually liberated but i think the fact that this is still a conversation in 2021 it makes me wonder where are we going wrong what exactly is not happening because i think this is very very prevalent even today and the conditioning is so deep rooted the misogyny is so mixed in with the fabric of our culture our society uh that i think a simple don't do this is not gonna make much of a difference i think part of the slut versus stuck up has to do with women needing to identify with limiting archetypes meaning we're either a whore or we're pure which i don't think I can be different things. I can decide whatever I want to be. And I don't think we need to buy into the um, limiting characters that women have been portrayed as in the media, in our society. I think we're so much more diverse and so much more intricate than just our bodies and what we choose to do with our own sexual sexuality and sexual experiences. And um, I propose that we don't be shamed for anything we do unless we murder someone. I don't think we should be shamed for either for wanting to have sex or for abstaining from having sex for whatever reason. I don't think it's anyone's business. You want to suck dick? Great. You don't want to? Great. Leave people alone. (laughs) I think what we need to do is shame people who have the desire to pry and to know. Like, why do you want to know? Why are you thinking about where my vagina has been or where my dick has been? Why do you care? Why are you thinking so much about my pussy? Do you do you want to have sex with me? I think those are the people we need to shame. People who are like, have you had sex yet? Oh my God, did you suck his dick? Did he finger you? Did you do anal? None of your fucking goddamn business. Thank you. I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it. If I'm in the mood, if I want to do whatever I want to do, lay off my fucking pussy. 
like what a weird creepy thing to ask somebody right like that's a creepy person who wants to know what you're doing in your bedroom it's kind of fucking weird dude i want to say it one last time before i conclude that it's your body and your choice and no one's business to question whatever you do you do you whatever makes you happy in that phase of your life you can want to do something today not want to do it tomorrow you can want to do something tomorrow and not today whatever you want to do just whatever makes you happy essentially i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it resonated with you i hope it kind of at least helped change perspectives if you know you're struggling with this because i know a lot of girls especially at younger ages do struggle with this kind of question so anyway thank you so much for listening i will see you guys in my next episode till then do whatever the fuck makes you happy and subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast if you feel like you want to rate it. So anyway, I'll see you guys later. Goodbye.